On the Double Down Michigan podcast, we explore topics related to the gaming industry in Michigan. Host Henry Williams, Michigan Gaming Control Board Executive Director, discusses responsible gaming, gaming legislation in our state, current trends, and more. We feature special guests from the gaming industry so you can get the inside scoop. Be sure to subscribe to Double Down Michigan, a podcast by the Michigan Gaming Control Board to stay up to date on the latest in gaming. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Double Down Michigan, a podcast by the Michigan Gaming Control Board. My name is Henry Williams, the executive director, and with us today we have a special guest, Carrie Dot. Carrie is the employee licensing manager here at the Michigan Gaming Control Board. She's responsible for um, accepting all applications for individuals who would like to work within the um, gaming industry. So... Good morning, Carrie, and welcome to Double Down. Good morning, Henry. Thank you for having me. So, Carrie, I have some um, questions here for you, and hopefully we'll be able to provide the citizens with some information on uh, how they can apply and learn more about what the um, employee licensing section does for the Michigan Gaming Control Board. So, Carrie, can you share with our listeners a brief history of your background here with the Michigan Gaming Control Board? Okay. Well, um, actually, tomorrow will be my 14th year anniversary with the gaming board. Wow. Yeah, 14 years went by really quick. Yes. So when I came to the board, I started out as a departmental tech, and they were just creating the criminal history um, section. And we started working on horse racing really at first because we had just taken on horse racing from um, agriculture. And um, I started doing visual link analysis. So that incorporated like taking Excel files of people's phone calls, uh, some kind of fin- financial transactions, and, and connecting people that way. And then I was offered an opportunity to be an acting manager in the enforcement section. So I took that opportunity, and maybe two months later, I was asked to come over to employee licensing, where now I'm the manager of employee licensing. Okay, great. And how long have you been the manager of employee licensing? Six years. Six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time has flown by. Absolutely. Um, Carrie, can you give us an overview of what is required to obtain an occupational license from the Michigan Gaming Control Board? Okay. So first you have to have a job offer by either one of the three Detroit casinos or from a vendor supplier that's been approved to, to offer services to a casino. And then once you have that job offer, you fill out an application, the occupational um, licensing application, and you would give that to your employer, and your employer would submit that to the board. And then once we get that, we um, process that, and you have to be eligible and suitable. So when we speak about eligibility, you have to um, look at your criminal history. Do you have any felonies in your past? Do you have any misdemeanors that involve theft, fraud, dishonesty, or anything gaming-related? And then as suitability, we look at, like, your moral character, personal probity. We look at um, your reputation, financial suitability. and So we look at those items. So you want to make sure that you're in good standing, both eligibility and suitability. Okay, Carrie, I can re- remember um, when I started with the board and with employee licensing, it used to be a time where if you had any standing felonies or misdemeanor convictions on your record, it didn't matter if it was 30 years ago. 
you could not obtain an occupational license. But here recently, years past, the legislature changed that. Can you explain that mm-hmm. to the listeners, please? So it used to be that if you had a felony at any time in your life, you could not hold a gaming license here in Michigan. Well, then in 2019, I believe it was December of 2019, the legislature changed the the rules that allowed you, if you had a felony that was a conviction that was over 10 years old, that we could waive that conviction and allow you to have an occupational license. And then it also dealt with misdemeanors. So if you had a misdemeanor that involved a theft, fraud, dishonesty, or anything gaming-related that was over five years old, if you showed us that you were suitable to hold a gaming license, we could waive that also. So that really changed. Like I remember people coming to me and having a conviction, a felony conviction 20 years ago when they were like 21, 22. And here they're in their 40s and they were looking for a job in the casino industry and we couldn't allow them to have a license. So now that's a big difference. Yes, that's a big difference Mm -hmm. to give people uh, another opportunity. Exactly. And so just to make sure we're clear, so a person who doesn't have a job offer from one of the um, one of our licensees, so either Detroit Casino or our new platform operators for our online gaming um, industry, if they do not have a job offer from one of those entities, they cannot obtain an occupational license. That's correct. So you have to have a letter of intent from the company that you're going to work for. And if we don't receive a letter of intent from one of those entities, then we will not process your application. Okay. I just wanted the citizens to be clear that mm-hmm. um, the Gaming Control Board just do not just take applications from everyone. You have to have employment opportunity with a um, casino or platform um, licensee or one of our licensed suppliers or vendors. That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Um, Carrie, do these licensing requirements differ um, from other jurisdictions across the country? Not really. I, I know one of the big things that we all look at is criminal history. Because the last thing you want to do is put someone who has a history of maybe embezzlement or financial fraud in a situation where they're dealing at a, at a table and they have access to money. So that's a big thing that we all look at is a criminal history. But I don't, I don't believe that there's anything really different between all of us. Okay, great. And one thing that over the years that I've noticed with um, within the casinos is, you know, of course, the casinos are, you know, visually, they are very secure, right? Um, there's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. And one thing I always found amazing is when someone, an occupational licensee who we've licensed and the casino has hired to work for them, decide to either steal a chip, steal money out the cage, with all the security that's around the casino. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always found that amazing. And so we just want to always remind the citizens there's cameras everywhere. You know, so if your intent is to work for a casino, to embezzle a steal is the wrong place to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There are cameras everywhere. And not only are they watching the like patrons to see what's going on, but really they're watching their employees because they're in a business to make money. They don't want to lose money. So it, it it shocks me once in a while when I see 
an employee that does that, especially an employee that has a number of years on the job, it's like they just are so used to the cameras they forget they're there. Okay. So, Carrie, what types of positions in the casinos typically require an occupational license? Well, definitely the dealers. Dealers. Um, we see maintenance people that service the gaming machines, they're licensed. Anybody that's uh, a bartender, a server. Um, we also see that uh, managers of different areas, like cage employees, the manager of the cage is licensed. All the employees in the cage are licensed. We license all the executives, anybody that has anything to do with making um, decisions about the business, they all get licensed. So it's a wide range of individuals. Even the vendor suppliers that come in to do work are licensed many times. Okay. And so some of the positions that don't require licensing, um, what are some of those areas that an occupational license is not required? A hotel worker. If I work in the hotel and I, I clean the rooms, I, I service the rooms, I don't need a license. If I, a reservation agent that's dealing with reserving the rooms, I don't need a license. Those type of jobs. We have um, some positions that are service positions like laying down carpet, um, maybe coming in and fixing like a TV on the wall. We don't always license those positions unless the business being the casino wants to license that person. Okay. And what are the benefits of having an occupational license? Well, definitely getting to work in the industry. And I would say not only that, it's not only a benefit to the employees, it's a benefit to the citizens of the state of Michigan because they know that, hey, this is regulated. They just don't let anybody just come in and, and, and deal poker or, or deal blackjack. We are regulating these people and we are looking at them. So I would say it's a win-win for us. It's a win-win for the citizens. Okay, great. Um, Carrie, what are some of the barriers applicants have faced over the years in obtaining an occupational license? Definitely the first one I'm going to go back to is the criminal history. Up until 2019, it was sad to see people that made decisions early in their adult lives that affected them 20, 25 years later. So that's definitely changed in the last couple of years. Uh, I see that another issue would be just taxes. A lot of people I've run into feel that they pay their taxes out of their like earnings from the company they work for. But a lot of times they don't realize that not only do I pay taxes on a biweekly or weekly basis, but I have to file those taxes every year. That's a requirement. So a lot of people I run into just they'll show me their W-2 and be like, well, I paid my taxes, but now you need to file those. So I think it's just a maybe some way where an education, it'd be, it'd, like, it'd be nice for like a high school to teach in classes that you need to pay taxes, you need to file taxes. I remember when I was going to school, they taught us how to write a check. A lot of people nowadays don't write checks. We, we transfer money over our cell phones or our bank account on our computer. So just little things that people, I guess, unless you're taught that at a young age, you don't pick up on that. Yes. And one thing we probably do want to share with our listeners is that when you file your tax returns, keep them. That too, definitely. Don't keep discard them. them. Yeah. Keep a record of them because that's one of the things sometimes 
that we ask for mm-hmm. from applicants is to provide us those tax returns. And I know that we normally find that people have to request a transcript mm-hmm. from the IRS because they found misplaced yeah. their tax returns. We do run into that a lot, too. Yeah. So um, Citizens are always ask the question about their credit. Can we talk a little about um, does a person credit prevent them from obtaining an occupational license? Yes, that that credit would call into question your suitability if you're financially like suitable to hold a license. So we do run a credit check on all of our applicants, and we look at past due amounts. How many? I don't really look at how many credit cards you have open or your revolving credit. I look at those past due amounts. Do you have past due amounts that you need to be paying off or at least get into a payment agreement with a company. I find a lot of people have um, cell phone bills that are past due. So we look at items like that too. Do you do you owe Sprint or I guess like Verizon or do you owe them past due amounts for cell phones that you no longer have? We need to get into payment agreements for those. So if our if an individual individual find themselves in a position where they may have some items on their credit reports that are past due, um, does a game of control board give them the opportunity to at least get into a payment agreement with those companies and still give them an occupational license? Absolutely. So we, our investigative process is about 60 days. So we give them 60 days to, to fall in line with all of our um, thresholds that we have and what we're looking at. So if you have past due credit, we ask that you either pay it off in full, and sometimes that amount could be two, three thousand dollars. And in that case, we're looking just for you to get into a payment arrangement with a company, so that way you can start making payments. And then after that, what would we would do is offer you an obligation letter where you sign and agree to that you'll continue to make payments over the next two years. So your license is only good for two years, and then you have to renew every every two years. So biannually, you renew. So we have you sign the obligation letter, and then it's your responsibility to continue to pay those obligations. And then the next time, hopefully when you come back to us with the renewal, you've either paid that off or you'd make a substantial dent in what you did owe. And then we just take a look at that and say, okay, well, you're fine again. Let's um, renew your license. Okay. So very seldom do we run into an occasion where someone doesn't hold to the obligation letter that we have to, you know, take action against the license, but it does happen occasionally. Okay. And so for the citizens, you know, there's hope, right? Absolutely. So either if they have a felony or a misdemeanor or bad credit or haven't paid their taxes, they still can hold an occupational license. Yes. Yes, they can. Okay. So, Carrie, um, share with us um, the process, an application goes through from beginning to end. So we've talked about uh, what starts, you know, an application. How do you, how they're able to submit an application to us. Now talk to us a little about what that application, what that process is. Okay. So once we receive that application from the employer, we do a preliminary check. So what we do is we bring you in, we um, have a scheduled time for you to come in, we do fingerprints. So we have 
technicians that are on site at the casinos and they will physically take your fingerprints they'll take your photo they'll process that application they'll also pull your uh, tax check from the michigan treasury to see where you're at as far as paying taxes and if you have any uh liability to the state of michigan and then once that goes through in your credit uh your i'm sorry once that goes through and your criminal history comes back and everything's clear then that goes on to a regulation officer where they do an investigation now that investigation takes about 60 days they allow you 60 days to to look at your credit to look at your tax situation to um then by that time we'll send you a letter we'll contact you if there's an issue so that regulation officer is going to send you a letter to your house they're going to email you a letter they might call you and, and ask for you to call them back and let's like go over the letter that I sent you. And that'll list all of the issues that if you have any issues, it could say that you have missing 2022 taxes, you have a liability to a telephone company or um, maybe a, a credit card debt that you have. And then you have the opportunity to either pay it off, like I said, or you can get into a payment agreement. And then uh, it gives you the opportunity to file your taxes, gives you an opportunity to pay any tax liability that you have. And then once that 60 days is up, if they find you suitable, they will make a recommendation to the board. So that recommendation comes to me, I review those, and then that goes to yourself, the executive director, and you sign off on them. And then for new applicants, they all go to the board. So we have a board meeting bi-monthly, and at the board meeting, the board members will either approve or not approve that list of applicants that have been recommended. recommended. Okay. And there are some things on a credit report, Carrie, that we don't look at. Mm -hmm. What are some of those items? We definitely don't look at medical. So if you have medical, outstanding medical bills, we don't take that into consideration. A lot of people out there have medical bills, and that's beyond your control. And it's not you out there spending money that you don't have. So we don't even, we don't hold that against you when it comes to licensing. Right now, we're also um, not looking at federal student loans. So there is that uh, moratorium from the president until the end of June. So I believe June 30th. And then after that, um, they have 60 days until they have to start making payments again. Okay. All right. Great. Um, and once an applicant is licensed, and I think you shared this already, but once an applicant is licensed, how long is the licensing period? Two years. So you have two years until you have to renew, and you have to submit your renewal application prior to your current license expiring. Okay. And... To your knowledge, are the three Detroit casinos hiring? And if so, how do citizens apply for a job? So if you want to work at one of the three Detroit casinos, go online to their website and then apply there. And then the casino will contact you, and then you'll go through a normally normal hiring process. And a part of that process is you'll fill out the application once they offer you a, a position for the occupational background once you fill that out, then we'll get our process going. But we um, should make the um, designation that we're totally separate. We don't tell the casinos who to hire, who not to hire. 
Uh, if they have issues with their employer, that's with their employer. Their, um, anything that goes on with the board as far as the licensing is strictly with the board. We don't tell the employer that this person has a criminal history. We don't tell them that they have liabilities or debt. We don't share that. That has nothing to do with the board. Okay, great. Um, uh, Carrie, any advice you would like to share with the citizens who are seeking to obtain an occupational license? Yeah, pull your credit history. I know the three credit bureaus allow you to pull your credit at least once a year for free. Pull your credit, take a look at it. You might have liabilities that you don't know about and, and nobody's contacted you yet. Look at those, um, make sure that you're making steady payments to all of your like credit cards and make sure you don't have any uh, liens or judgments against you that might come up on your credit report. You could also call Treasury for the state of Michigan and ask them about your um, tax history and if you're up to date with everything. Start keeping your tax filings. That's really important. We usually ask for like the last three years. So, um, and I believe the IRS now says that you need to keep your tax filings for three years. So okay. those are the items that I would look at. And then if you have criminal history, there's a lot of programs out there. Clean Slate, I know they just um, started with an expungement process through the Michigan State Police where different misdemeanors and felonies that are over seven years old were going to be expunged. So go and run an iChat on yourself. I believe it costs $10. Get on the computer, run an iChat. Make sure that all that's cleared up, and, and then you for sure have a really good shot to to being employed and getting a license. Okay, and the IHS are ran through the Michigan State Police. That's correct. So they need to I go believe to that website can, yep. to check our iChat. Mm-hmm. All right, Carrie, well, it's been a great conversation. I think we provide the citizens with a lot of information um, on how they can obtain an occupational license. Um, the Gaming Control Board, as we say, we're here to um, assist you in becoming licensed and keeping you licensed. Absolutely, yes. You know, um, I know that uh, many citizens or applicants always say to us, you know, why are we so much in their business? And why do we get in their business, Gary? We get in their business because they're in our business. That's right. Yep. Yep. You actually be part of the industry, so we have to do our due diligence and do background checks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Carrie, thank you for uh, being here with us today. We truly appreciate it. I know the citizens are going to um, enjoy the information that you've um, shared today. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank Thanks. you. Thanks.